Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's Bud Pond 179. 179. End of the line. End of the line, Pierre. Yeah. the last day of the Edinburgh Frange for you. I'm still I'm <laughs> I'm still here at the frong. Um yeah. we're recording this on Sunday because Phil um is going to meet the queen. He's going to put on some big boots and walk to London to meet the queen and make his fortune. Um uh, <laughs> yes. She says she's got um a tempting proposition for me. Yeah. An offer I can't refuse were her exact words. And she did the brand of the Marlon Brando voice as well. She's phone. a fabulous impressionist, Her Majesty. People don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. That's why she, you know, she really keeps the car, her cards close to her chest. It's rare to hear her speak at all. And when we when we do hear her speak, we can't be sure that that's her actual voice because she might be doing one of her excellent impressions. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all remember when she um, uh, announced the uh, the the birth of uh, Prince Harry in a sort of Schwarzenegger voice that was quite topical at the time. <laughs> Obviously, these days, the Queen wouldn't do that. It would be quite hacked to do a Schwarzenegger impression. But, yeah, Schwarzenegger um, at this point is... Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit old old hat. And the Queen yeah. is nothing if not... New hat. Um, a new hat. Well, she I mean, she literally wears an old hat. <laughs> her job is literally to wear an old hat. Uh, <laughs> but in her think... comedy stylings, she very much um, pushes the envelope. Yeah, she's... um. An innovator, she's got high standards, um, and yeah, just a great natural mimic. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're recording as a result on Sunday, the twenty eighth of August, the day of my final night of my fringe run. As you can hear, my voice is on its way out. But compared to some people, e.g., friend of the podcast and excellent comedian Garrett Millerick, I'm doing okay. But but Phil, the bins in Edinburgh, the oh. bins. Oh my lord! I I mean, it was already untenable when I left, like a week ago. I can't imagine oh, what yeah. it's like now. Oh, it's just like probably like times two or three. Uh, so is it just like bags and bags of rubbish along on the ground? It's not even necessarily bags. Today it's quite bad. I've actually just seen Garrett's Instagram story. Very funny. It was um, the streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen oh. or something. I think while he was just filming like. A tracking shot of rubbish. Bearing in mind that we're now post a Saturday night. Oh, <laughs> there'll be shit and vomit. It's a shit, shit and vomit. There's a lot of vomit. There's pizza boxes, like loose rubbish from like takeaway kind of. There must just be chaotic. rotting food in the streets. <clears throat> well, they did. Um, they did warn us of a rat surge, didn't they? Yeah, a rat surge. Um, I had a very convers- a funny conversation with Jacob Hawley, excellent comedian, last night, and he was <laughs> grabbing me by the shoulders and saying, "A rat surge! I'd never heard the phrase rat surge. <laughs> a surge in rats. <laughs> They're already rats, but yeah. there's going to be a surge. 
Yeah. Hey, you know those rats? Yeah. Oh, they're surging. Oh, man. They're surging. That's terrible. Um, and it rained on Friday, so then that added an element of watery stink. Ugh, great. Yes. So the rats can swim now. Oh, rats can swim, baby. I don't think they like it, but they can. Rats afloat. Yep. Rats afloat. Oh, my lord. I cannot believe I'm still at the fringe. It feels like I was born here. <laughs> you sound like the sickest man in the world. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you mean like in a kind of uh, devil horns way. Your your sinuses sound like they're just full of wet cement. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. <laughs> uh. Um, yes, it's mainly uh, it's mainly voice, but um, I'm sure there's some sinus action in there somewhere. I've never been very clear on what sinuses should be filled with or if they should be full. Or are I'm they just entirely empty sure where they are. Are they just behind the new nose? Are they the? They seem to. They seem to go along the cheekbones in a kind of a U-shape, don't they? Judging from the semi-3D advert graphics for hot tea that I've seen. Hot tea in your area? Local hot tea. Local hot tea. (laughs) (laughs) Want your mouth. Comforting nanas want to make you hot tea in your area. Um... Well, I have to say, it's it's weird to to come to London and go, ah, clean. But when I got back from <laughs> Edinburgh, I was like astonished. If it, it felt like London had had just had like a million cleaners in, and they'd done a like bang a, up job. It takes a lot to make London feel as clean as somewhere like Singapore, but Edinburgh's done it. Edinburgh's done it. Very effective time to go on a bin strike, though. I mean, you know, they picked the yeah. right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very, very embarrassing for the city of Edinburgh. It's not ideal. It's gross. It's stinky. Um, it's not making people want to come back to the fringe. Put it that way. The mood is low, Philip. The mood mm. is low. Oh, it's been God. a long month. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, the one highlight, not the one highlight, but one of the major highlights has been the sheer number of Kojis in the show, coming out the show, after the show. Fabulous, fabulous. Yes, there have been some, um, there have been many pod buds at the fringe supporting yeah. myself and supporting Pierre. Very welcome, very nice to meet you. I always feel like um, whenever I talk about uh, pod buds, I always feel like Donald Trump. How so? Like the like the way like I can feel myself wanting to speak like him. Like there's been a lot of people, big supporters. Oh, yeah. Great to see them. Yeah. Great people. Very fine people. Some some people are saying the best people. <laughs> it's into that kind of like rolling dementia rhetoric that he has. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get the pod buds to storm the Pleasance Dome, and take the fringe <laughs> back. Or just just storm the Scottish Parliament and demand rent that doesn't require a mortgage. Uh, I'm always amazed by how many pod buds there are. They they emerge. Loads. Yeah, it's like Fight Club. It's like it turns out everyone's yes. a member, but yes. I have to keep it a secret because it's so shameful. I like. <laughs> I do like the fact that like um, I'll be sort of in my venue just before my show and just waiting for the bar to clear, and there'll just be like some guy buying a pint and like. 
just like a normal looking guy. Like he doesn't necessarily give any sign <laughs> that he he particularly knows that I'm actually the act. And then just as he sort of brushes past me, he just goes, Koji. <laughs> The way you described him was the way people sort of describe uh, their neighbor who turned out to be a serial killer. He's just a normal looking <laughs> guy. He's just like an everyday guy, really. And then, uh, But uh, apparently he was listening to podcasts about poo the whole time. <laughs> oh, it's horrible to think that, you know, on, on any given day he could have been down in that basement just laughing at poo. <laughs> uh, that would be funny to play like um, the intro music or theme from like Dexter and it's just a guy listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so when when do you are you heading back to London tomorrow? Uh Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Me and Mr. Alex Keeley, excellent comedian, friend of the podcast, and Edinburgh Flatmate. Um are going to use the Monday as a sort of airlock between this yeah. and reality. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so that's that's the theory anyway. That's the plan in theory. Um, because uh, if you don't know listeners, and there's no reason why you should, <clears throat> a lot of Edinburgh Fringe runs, if you want, can end on the Monday. You do your last show on a Monday. And it's known as like um, Dirty Monday or, or Final Monday. And a lot of people don't do it because they tried it once and numbers just collapse. Everyone in the normal world thinks the Fringe is over. Often you will be doing your show on Monday in a venue that's being taken apart around you like an insane <laughs> the insane officer of a fallen fort <laughs> yeah fool's monday they call it fool's, fool's monday. monday i i got the train back on uh wednesday do wednesday thursday thursday i think thursday morning and um in this day and age pierre i was at uh, you're not gonna believe this the train was not over. It wasn't overbooked. What? It set off on time. What? And it got to London on time. No, no, no. On time, the whole way, smooth as you like. Smooth. I was Phil, astonished. This country's, this country's losing its identity. It's the 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 country was going to the dogs, but now the dogs are returning the country, Pierre. The dogs are giving the country back. At last! The dogs are giving the country back. <laughs> the dogs have sent the country back, or at least handed it, sort of, they've, they've picked up the country in their mouths and they've returned it. <laughs> and now they're looking back at, up at you, panting, hoping you throw the country again. But yeah, pe- they, they're, they're hoping we're going to throw the country to the dogs again. People always say the country's going to the dogs, but they never admit when the dogs return it, because the, the dogs have to return the country occasionally otherwise we wouldn't be able to keep saying the country's gone to the dogs no well maybe it's like um achilles and the tortoise and the, the country's always going to the uh, dogs but it can never reach the dogs right <laughs> yes of course unless there's a there's a level of shitness that that we could reach as a country where the queen would have to go on tv and go the dogs have got the country <laughs> it's over now the dogs have got it <laughs> and then she, and then she just, <laughs> she looks like she's going to take off her crown, and as she does it, she just takes off her head, and that's it. Broadcast ends. She just pulls her head off her shoulders. Yeah, yeah. With the crown though, as if the crown is part of her head. <laughs> the yeah, dogs they do, they got do the country. An, they do an Pop. X-ray of the of the her head and the crown, and it's like the the bones go into the crown. 
Like it's oh, all God. one bone. Imagine. Yeah. Oh. That'd be a <laughs> it's great, all one um, skull. Like, great death metal cover. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick, actually. That'd be and cool. then the title of the album would be "The um, The Dogs Have the Country." <laughs> the do- yeah, but the, the dog instead of the eyes have it. The dogs have it. The dogs have it. Imagine the fear that would spread across the land if suddenly there was a special broadcast from the Queen and she went, "The dogs have got the country," and then it should cut out. <laughs> yeah, then just like uh, 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 from just into frame the paw of one of her corgis holding a nine millimeter gun. <laughs> and then the, the, the feed just goes up. Yeah. Just like static. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you, do you remember? It, it sometimes feels like a fever dream. Boris Johnson getting on the TV and going, we together, we shall defeat the virus. Did that really happen? I was talking to someone about this last night and memory and the perception of time is a funny thing because well, she was saying that um, the past year has gone by very quickly because we've been let out again into our, into our lives. And I suppose in a way it has gone by quickly, but in the moment it feels longer because time feels to be going slower the more you more things you're doing because there are more memories that you're making so for example when you go on yes. holiday and you have a packed schedule you get to the end of the day and you go god can you can you can you believe we were at la sagrada de familia this morning Th- that feels like a week ago because there've been there've been so much action right yes but during the lockdown it, it felt slow then because nothing was happening but in memory now the whole lockdown to me feels short because i can't yeah. remember that many actual instances during it so it, yeah, is it, it possible you think quick. that things can feel like time can feel like it's going slowly in the moment but quickly in retrospect and vice versa i think that's it i mean i i lockdowns have all sort of blended into one and and i i find that when i'm speaking to people i delete the time from my reference area yeah yeah, so I'll I mean, be like, oh, I, I saw you last year. And it's like, no, it was three years ago. Yeah, that happens so much as Fringe, bumping into other people I know from the industry and going, oh, hey, man, like, and talking to them with the familiarity of having seen them a month ago. And then slowly the new wrinkles like yes. come into focus and they'll go, no, we haven't seen each other since pre-pandemic. And then my mind will rattle through the the last few years and all the distress and all the all the unprecedented experiences and i'll go so the last time i saw this person in person was before all that happened and all that has happened since and it makes me quite emotional it makes me quite sad yes i think there's a real melancholy to it where you go all that time all that time just gone yeah spent yeah. and i don't think it happened with something like world war Two, because world war Two, they were as you say quite busy yeah. So then in World War, like in 1946, I'm sure if you last saw someone in 1939, you'd be like, God, it feels like a million years ago because I've, you know, I've been doing all blah, 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 blah. And you've been away doing that. And so much has happened. Whereas what's unique about lockdown and the pandemic is that it was just this huge slice of nothing pie mm. activity wise, unless you're a doctor or something. But I mean, for people like you and me, where our jobs are just like jobs canceled, set at home. Yeah. 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 Very strange. It's, yeah. 
But I wonder if it, yeah, it's but then again, it's also like a coping mechanism, isn't it? If you, if you are consistently and accurately aware of the last time you'd seen everybody in your life system, it would be traumatic. It would be too much. Yes, I suppose so. I mean, I like what you said about the the, the wrinkles or the changes in people's faces because there's been a lot of like weird time travel aspects of that in, in the fringe, for me at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without <laughs> without naming anyone who we're going to decide has aged more than anyone else. <laughs> I've been moisturizing like a motherfucker the last three years so that I'm the only one who comes out looking the same. Yeah, it looks like you've time traveled and we're in the future. Yeah, and I've been saying what pandemic a lot, um, <laughs> and then making sort of a confused face, and then checking my phone and going, "Holy shit, what?" And yeah. just seeing how people react. <laughs> Imagine that would be quite a funny, like a time travel movie where someone goes forwards in time, but only by about four years. <laughs> so the main character uh, has to keep being like, "Whoa!" Well, no, that was kind of starting when I left okay <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean we're not going to use this podcast to shame the aging process phil there are plenty of magazines and tv shows that are totally designed for that oh yeah they've got it covered um what will you miss from this year's fringe pierre and what will you not miss oh i will not miss the not a lot of sleep and the and the the fact that when you get the adrenaline from the show you kind of i mean obviously you don't have to drink ever but you you need something to kind of settle you or you feel like yeah you do. yeah i won't miss that um it's nice to do a show every day to people who like it that's quite nice yes yes um, it's yes. a very clear sense of purpose for yes the day. and you've had um you've had a great run as well um it's gone well people all... have been very nice yeah, it's great to be able to perform a show you're proud of every day for a month because I've had the experience of performing a show that I know is shit for a month and that is not fun, it turns out. <laughs> Are we talking about your forgotten I don't French? want to... Don't I don't even want to mention its name. Um, <laughs> I think it wasn't as bad as you think, but it's. I do like how it holds this kind of evil and apocalyptic place in your in your memory in your personal mythology mm -hmm. it's like it's like a demon child i keep in the attic and i don't want to talk about it and from time to time <laughs> i remember it exists and i just go <sighs> like that <laughs> yeah but um but performing uh. a, a show that's good is is fun i think yeah last time yeah 2017 was that for me i had I had a hot show. I had like this newfound. It was it was it was my phoenix from the ashes. From the it was from my worst show to my best show, and um, I'd come into my own, as they say. And that was that was a thrill, Pierre. That was so fun. Do you think that you were hyper motivated to have an excellent show because of your horror? What that my third show taught me was I wasn't that kind of comedian. I tried to make a, so what I thought was an Edinburgh Fringe show and I had a story and I had sadness and I had a gimmick and it was bad. And so it kind of gave me... I sort of drew a line under that, I suppose. It made it, it, it showed me, oh, I'm not this comedian. I just... I write bits, I write routines and I, that's what I'm good at. 
and focus on that. And I think that that was good for me. Yeah, that's good. It's good when you can say to yourself, well, I've tried it and not that X next. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's just a shame to to try it for a month. When you <laughs> the thing about experiments been... is usually you only have to observe one failure before you can move on. But to observe a failure twenty six times in a row is um, <laughs> is bad science, if nothing else. Yeah, you definitely ground that particular thesis into the dirt. I guess. <laughs> it's um. Uh, yeah, maybe but, that's it. It is. It's funny yeah. Groundhog Day scenario. God. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. But it was so fun this year. I, I was, I, I did kind of want to stay because, you know, you... you you really are just in a beautiful city surrounded by your friends and booze and 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 if you're doing well fans that's it's so yeah. nice it's so nice it's very nice and and it's interesting isn't it because like edinburgh is like the nice version of something like a fan whereas you and i both know people famous enough that when they have fans sometimes if they're too famous the fans are like um oi Oi, yeah. it's you! Like, insane. Right. It's a, a subset nice. of your fans who will go to an arts festival, <laughs> which is a nice subset. Yes, if you you get all your fans and you go, okay, hands up, who can read? <laughs> and then uh, most people's hands go up and you go, okay, who reads for fun, though? And then loads of hands go down and you go, that's what I thought, Okay. <laughs> If your hands up, come with me. I'm trying to construct a, a fan base almost entirely of people who, um, well, p- people like me feel dorks, nerds, bookworms. Yes, more people like us. Fewer people like everyone else. That's what I say. I'm very pro in group, Phil. I don't know if you knew that about me, and I hate the out group. <laughs> me and my brother against my cousin. Me and my brother, my cousin against, was it? Oh no, me against my brother, me and my brother against our cousin, me and my brother and our cousin against the world. That's how I, that's how life works. All of us and the world against Mars. Yes, and then us and Mars against the Volgatrons from (laughs) Nebulon 5. (laughs) 
Yes, who are inevitably, as we've discussed before on this podcast, if they're Marvel villains, either bugs or robots. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's okay to kill bugs and it's okay to kill robots. Famously. Fam- it's famously encouraged. Um, what? Uh, where's that? Is that from? What's that from? It's a an old Bedouin saying, apparently. Oh, those, those Bedouins. It? Yeah, apparently. Gosh, I wouldn't have associated the Bedouins with such an anti-the world thing. <laughs> well, I mean, but they're I like a nomadic desert, desert tribe. It sort of makes sense. Yeah, they've, they've, you got to be pretty grumpy. <laughs> Sand and everything. Oh, God. Imagine. That's the real end of the saying. Um, me and the world against sand. That's the ultimate enemy for the Bedouins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, their, their most famous saying of the Bedouin people is, oh, I fucking hate sand. <laughs> do you think um do you think the Bedouin like in the Sahara Desert do you think there's a point where like I don't know well like you know how you know global warming like, the temperature's going up but for them I guess if the temperature gets high enough you do just die and all the oasis uh, o- oases evaporate but for them it's like uh, oh no it's gone from 40 degrees to 44 degrees and it's like well yeah um, they're on the, the cutting desert, edge whatever Oh, right. So you're saying they notice it less, or are you saying they're on the cutting edge of, of global warming? Cause it'll, it'll... I guess I'm saying that the minimum version of it, they notice less. The the extreme version of it, they are at the cutting edge. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's like, so when, suppose... yeah, it's like when Canadians tell me, having gone through a minus 40 winter, that you don't really feel much difference after minus 20. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That sort of absolutely insane sentiment. <laughs> you just think, I guess everything's frozen, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, um, God, minus 40, fuck that. No, thanks. No. No. no, 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 no. At least the heat wave isn't going on Edinburgh anymore. Can you imagine the garbage and the heat wave at the same time? Well, it was quite sunny yesterday and it was pretty oh, stonky. Oh, no. Yuck. Yuck. And this seems pretty sunny so far today. We'll see. Stinky stonks. Stinky stonks for all the little co- little honks. That's what I call clowns. Stinky stonks from the little honks. Here we are at the Edinburgh Franks. <laughs> um, my word. What um, Do you think you're going to uh, uh, do the frong next year? Do you think the frong will be normal again? I might do the frong next year just because it's so, so fun. And I might try and do something a bit different or just like maybe experiment with something. I, I, having having just recounted how disastrous an experiment in Edinburgh can go. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, had the, I had a real urge to do something a bit musical. Because we, we, yes. we, we keep making songs up on here. And, yeah. and you're a lovely singer. Thank you. Um and friend of the bacon pod, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Mari, said when she tuned into Bacon White, she thought it was a real song. Yes. <laughs> they thought, oh, they found this silly song. That must have been what they were talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I might, I might, I, I want to do like, uh, like a Rat Packy style show, but I don't, I don't know how it would work. It would work however you like, however you can dream. Thank you. How about you? Do you think you'll be back again? 
Yes, I'm... I've got to. You've got to do it. It's the big boy. <laughs> it's the big boy, Phil. You can't avoid it. It's going to come eat everyone's children. The, by the time I come back, the rats will be in charge. I'll rent a room from them. <laughs> Try and learn how to do jokes for rats. <sighs> jokes for rats is a good name for your next show. I think someone's show up is up this year that's called Laugh, You Rats. Oh, yes, I saw that. That's a good title. It's a really funny title, Laugh, You Rats. <laughs> it really, really made me laugh. Um, what would jokes for rats be? I guess you could do like, you could riff on some stereotypes like, uh, what's to do with mice and cheese? I mean, where do you even get dairy from if you're a mouse? What cows are they milking? Just drink the milk, mice. What is, it? What is this perverse process you're engaging in? <laughs> uh, well, it's another shortish one for this week, folks, because uh, Pierre is uh, dying in real time, live on the yes. podcast. Active rotting. <laughs> Mindful just, rotting, that's what they call it. Pierre's going to walk out and, just, and then just join the rubbish on the street. He's just going to fall down into the rubbish and just become the rubbish as well. That would be really funny just to watch someone walk past the rubbish and then just very gently just lie down amongst it. <laughs> but like not in, a, not in like a making themselves comfortable way, like not plumping up the rubbish bags like a pillar, but just lying ragdoll suddenly. And then one of those sort of time lapses where frame by frame you just become the rubbish, like... Like like the cover of an Animorphs build uh, book. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of you turning into an animal, it's just you turning into bags of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your arms become a bunch of like um, McDonald's cups. And, uh, your torso's a bin bag and your, uh, yeah, your bum is like an old football or whatever. Yeah, just like... From bin bags to bin bags, the Pianovelli story. From bin bags to bin bags. Bums to bums. <laughs> um, but yes, apologies, listeners, for my rotting and my voice. But, um, you know, it's the last day of the Fringe. Soon we'll be free. And and Koji to everyone who has come and made it such a great month. Yes, Koji to all and to all a good night. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.